there are tax breaks available to business owners who are exiting their business uh, at, you know, at or beyond retirement. Typically, they're available once you're 55 years of, of age or older. And basically, the, one of the reliefs, for example, is a thing called retirement relief. Now, what retirement relief allows you to do is sell or liquidate your interest in your private business for up to three quarters of a million euro and pay no tax on it. That, that would be generally speaking taxed at 33% capital gains tax. So by getting 750,000 euro tax free, you're saving yourself 260,000 in tax. But that's a personal allowance. So if the business is owned by two people, both of whom qualify, then you can take 1.5 million tax free for the business. Wow, they're big numbers, Paul. They are. I mean, you're, you're talking 260,000. It's not to be sniffed at, Colm, isn't it? Mm. You're sure it's not. You know, and this is about recognizing. So, for example, how many business owners listening to this have a limited company that uh, there might be 100 shares issued in it and 99 of them belong to one partner and one of them belong to another partner? Now, in that example, they're missing out on the oper the longer term opportunity. I'd be saying to them, consider moving another 49 shares to your spouse, because that will mean you get two bites at this 750,000 tax-free cherry, and not just one. And that's why we said at the start that there are criteria attached to all these things, right? So it's not black and white, but... And there are always criteria. And, and for anybody who wants to know, you know, we'll give them an email address or something at the end of this, I'm sure. And we'll, you know, they can email me and I'll give them the, the relevant details. But you're right, there's qualifying criteria all over the place, but they tend to be relatively simple. The, sure. the, broadly speaking, the qualifying criteria for the one I've just spoken about is you have had to own the shares for five years and you've had to work in the company for a period of time as well. Okay. So you can just manufacture that. You can make sure that you've owned the shares for five years. That's why it's forward planning. Okay, but that's the, that was the point we were going to get to, right? Yeah, that's why I was so anxious to get in because I was thinking, you can't do that in hindsight. You can't get to retirement and say, right, no. I'm out of here. Oh, no. Jerry Joe, we should have transferred 49 shares to you five years ago. Too late, right? Yeah, yeah. five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's oh. a, the perfect point. That That is exactly the point is that, you know, some of these allowances you, you can have almost immediately. Some... You know, like the Western Seaboard houses I mentioned a while ago, um, you know, in the past, but some are, require a dedicated plan. So we're from this day in 2023, 24, 25, 26, 27, we will pay, uh, uh, you know, X, Y, Z a salary. Okay. That gives us, that ticks that five-year yeah, box of being employed. Okay. So today we'll give them the shares. So that five-year box will also be ticked. Wonderful, wonderful. And therefore, in five years' time, in our simple example, we will pay 262,000 less in tax than we would have had we did not done this. And 262 grand uh, would go a long way uh, in, in retirement funding, you know, in, in funding one's retirement. Absolutely. 
funding ones absolutely or whatever it is one wants to do it's probably the difference between a sustainable retirement you know one of the things i talk to my clients about retirement is they tend to have 10 years post-retirement which are almost the super spend time you know because once you go beyond 10 years and a little bit more beyond normal retirement age you're physically slowing down anyway okay not everybody is you know right. there are 89 90 year olds running marathons i know but the most of the most ordinary mortals are uh, are physically slowing down. So you you don't need a uniform income in retirement. There will be a period of active retirement where you need more income. Yes. And then a period of less active retirement beyond that. Yeah. yeah. Where you would need somewhat less income. Yeah. But, but, so, but wouldn't it be nice to have an extra 260 grand at the tail end? Like, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's your money. It's your right. You know, if only, as you said, I mean, how many times have I said this? And I, I did a tweet on LinkedIn recently about something similar. And I got a, you know, a, a direct message reply saying, if only I had met you 10 years ago. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I would, you know, I've just been through that. I've just paid a huge amount of tax. If only I'd met you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, whoever that person is, they had an accountant. They yeah. had a solicitor. They had a pensions broker. Yeah, yeah. But they they weren't focusing as we were trying to incentivize the audience to do is recognizing that tax is your greatest liability. Yeah. Therefore, tax is worthy of your focus. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Um, and you you have said this to me before, uh, and I think it's so true. Tax planning is a team sport. Right. It is. Financial planning in general is a team sport. Okay. I think the best the best way to explain that is one of the biggest mistakes we all tend to make is we have multiple financial advisors giving us isolated advice. So the best analogy or best story I've ever come up with to to demonstrate this is imagine a hundred grand fell out of the sky. It's yours. It's a nice, neat package. You don't have to hand it into the guardie. It's yours. And you take it to your pensions broker and you say, a hundred grand just fell out of the sky. What should I do with it? And he or she will give you an answer and a whole bunch of reasons why that answer is correct. Now, if you don't act on his or her advice and you take it to your bank manager and ask him or her just found the hundred grand, what, what do I do with it? They'll tell you something different to do with it. And a whole bunch of reasons why they're right. Or you take it to your accountant and they might tell you another different thing to do with it and a whole bunch of reasons why they're right. Which one is right? My argument is they're all right because they're working in silos. They're working on individual agendas as opposed to the client's agenda. If that was an orchestra, you know, one's playing Rachmaninoff's Fifth, one's playing Little Brown Joke, one, one's playing Santa Claus is coming to town and you're sitting in the audience going, these are professional musicians, well, what the hell is happening? But what is happening is nobody has written sheet music for them. Nobody has said, this is a team sport. We need to work together. So that's what I, I, you, you asked me at the start. What does a financial planner do? A financial planner writes the sheet music for the orchestra. Okay. So we tell the accountant, we tell the lawyer, we tell the pensions person, we tell them, this is what our clients are trying to achieve. I love it. Now let's all work together okay. to achieve that, not on silos. Wonderful. Does that answer your question? Oh, brilliantly. Absolutely brilliantly. And it brings our conversation, I think, to a natural close. Let's let's there's so much. You see, here's the problem. There's so much here we could go on for days. Let's not. OK, let's people let's uh, leave the people wanting more, if you like. And if they want more, Paul, where where can they contact you? 
Well, they can contact me, my email address, paul at dempseyfinancial.ie, all lowercase, or they can call me on my mobile anytime, 086 410 3638.